Hans, hit me! I lift my hands to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God, we thank you for a new day. We thank you that your compassion is renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness and your steadfast love, O God. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, O God, and energize us for your work. Help us to cease striving and to trust that you will, will give us all we need today to do the work you've given us to do. We declare your sovereignty over every area of our lives. We entrust ourselves to you and ask that you use us however you see fit. May you be pleased with our work today, O oh God. In your son Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. Your weekly pick-me-up comes from Revelation 1 and 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. From beginning to end, our God is there. What is there for us to fear? What can happen that can change this one undeniable reality? We belong to the God who was always there, who always cares for us, and who will always work to bring us salvation. No matter what happens to us tomorrow or the next day or the one after that, 
Our destiny lies with the God who stretches from beginning to end and who secures for us life that never ends. Today marks our 13th episode of the I Worship and Praise podcast. We have another amazing special guest with us today. I am your host, Jennifer Robinson, and to you, I say welcome. The I Worship and Praise podcast is designed to create the conversation around praise and worship, but also to give some inspiration and encouragement to those in need, considering our current climate. So what we're going to do right now, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this awesome chat I had with this week's special guest. Maurice Griffin is a breakout star from season two of BET's Sunday Best, capturing attention with over 50,000 supporters on social media and church with his incredible vocal range and authentic ability to keep you smiling. Griffin has become one of Gospel Music Workshop of America's most sought-after worship leaders. As a new artist to the Gospel Billboard charts, Griffin's recent single, Prove Me, I'm Yours, peaked top 26 on Billboard Gospel Airplay and top 15 on Gospel Media-based charts. Blessed to share the good news, Maurice is driven to be an example of God's love. Maurice Griffin has three albums, Believer, I Am Somebody, and My Holiday, which is a Christmas classic. Currently, Griffin released his newly crossover song, Love, Peace, Happiness, which is available now in digital stores everywhere. Love, Peace, Happiness has reached over 1 million views on Facebook alone and countless shares, likes, and comments. Over 900,000 streams and placed on some of the top stream platforms' editorial playlists. Love, Peace, Happiness is the vaccine for hope in America today. Please welcome my brother and my friend, Maurice Griffin. All right, so we have my brother and my friend Maurice Griffin on here with the I Worship and Praise podcast. How are you, Maurice? I'm great. Can't complain. Um, I can always be better, but you know, life is worth living just because God lives. So absolutely, I hear you. I hear you. So let's go ahead and jump uh, right into uh, the interview if we can. Yeah. First question: um, Who is Maurice Griffin? Maurice Griffin is a fake chef. Let's start there. I know how to cook, but uh, I just cook for me. YouTube.com is my good friend. Me and her, we do a lot of things together. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, I'm a fake chef. I like to sing. I travel a lot. I'm goofy. You know, my personality is who I am. Um, What you see is what you get in person and and behind closed doors. Uh, I love God. I love people. And um, and I just have a heart to see everybody make it, just to be honest. I have a big heart. So that's Maurice Griffin. Absolutely. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, 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 so how are you holding up in this pandemic though? Let's talk about that. How are you holding up? Oh my God. Well, the pandemic for me was a little trial and error uh, in the beginning when I moved, I moved to LA uh, in March when when the pandemic had started, but you know, it was all good. It was all God. I thought things were going to fall apart, but my church 
stood on their ground and they supported me still. Mm-hmm. They said they were going to take care of me because they moved me out. You know, I don't have no family out here. So the mm-hmm. fact that they came together to make sure that I was solidified, you know, it was really a blessing. And then, you know, just everybody that's dying from COVID, I, my heart goes out to them. You know, um, I saw excitement and, 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 and prosperity and moments where people were like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But then when the pandemic stopped, started, everything just crushed. And it was like a, a blanket of depression just went over yeah. this world. Yeah. And so, you know, I had to, I wanted to do something about that. You know, as a leader, as an independent artist, I was like, this is the best time to put my best foot forward and show the world that I can help us heal. And um, so and that's what I'm doing with my music. Wonderful, wonderful. So so, so has ministry slowed down for you at all since this pandemic? Oh, my gosh, no. It was starting to pick up. Then it slowed wow. down for like a month and a half, but mm-hmm. then it picked up again. So it was like. I knew I couldn't travel because I moved to L.A. serving at a church. But when the pandemic started, my church went on the phone. So we had service on the phone. So now it gives me more time to travel again at other churches that are open. You know, so I do take precaution. I do travel often. But, yeah, I've been on the road. It hasn't stopped me. The only thing it stopped was pretty much like product sales, that type of thing. Uh, Financially kind of cuts a a hole in my pocket. But other than that, you know, I think just moving forward, figuring it out as I go. I think that's the best way I've been living anyway, because I always walk by faith. So for me, it was a piece of cake. Okay, God, I've been blinded all this time. This pandemic ain't gonna stop it. Let's just go with it. If I die, it's meant for me to die. But God, I'm still here. Thank you. I know that's right. Thank you. I know that's right. <laughs> you're still serving. So you said you're um, at a church in California. What's the name of the of the church and what do you do out there? The name of the church is called Praise City. That's the hashtag. Praise that's City not- LA. <laughs> Pastor Joe B. Hartwick, he's a staple in the in in the city of LA, landmark. Um, he's 89 years old. He's the only one that served and, and built his church, church made off. I mean, he has really had I'll tell you, he's so famous in my eyes that he ordained James Cleveland before GMWA ever got started. Can you believe that? I was like, man, I said, I don't know if I should be excited or I should be shocked. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what did I get myself into? You said James Cleveland? James is dead, but yeah, James Cleveland. Not Red Sally. He just got, he just got, no, James Cleveland. <laughs> wow. So yeah, her, uh, him, uh, Margaret Darrow, uh, all these people that were big giants in the GMWA gospel, mm-hmm. gospel music workshop of America, yeah. they came through my church. My church was like a pillar for the convention before it ever existed. And so for that to happen, it's just a lot of history. Michael, uh, Martin Luther King was there. He mm. walked with Martin Luther King when they walked to the uh, city hall here in LA. Wow. He met the Pope. I mean, I, when I walked into this, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm seeing history in front of my eyes. And that was mm. something I prayed for. I said, God, the next time I go into another environment where I have to serve, God, put me before great people. Yes. God, let me see me before I see where I'm going. Like, let me see me and other people, like their personalities, their drive, because I have a hard drive. I love God but I love to just do whatever I can to like maximize God in a great way. And so that's just me. And I saw that in my church. And so it's it's a humbling process to see this Mm -hmm. and to uh, endure and work with these people. It's it's a love that I, I, I appreciate. 
Wonderful. So you are what the worship leader or the worship pastor? What are you over there? No, I'm just minister of music or I call nice. myself director of worship. I okay. say director of worship because I've learned to be the editor now. I'm a video editor now. Okay. Now that this pandemic has started, I've learned another trait, something I never thought I would be mm -hmm. interested in unless nice. this had happened. So I had some good things that come out of this. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. OK. All right. So so how long have you been? When did you start singing? Maurice. I started singing at what? I'm 34 now. I don't look it. I look like I'm 24. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're so nice to me. But uh, <laughs> I started singing when I was five. And my yeah. first song, you wouldn't believe it, Brian Wilson, the Mississippi Man's Choir, I Won't Complain. You can't go mm -hmm. wrong with that. Can't that was my wrong. very first solo. And I sang it at my church. And that's when it got started. That's when everything started for me. Brian Wilson, I remember that. I mean, who does not remember that song? Remember that. He oh killed it. I was like, oh, my God. He's singing space off. Hi, yellow little bitty boy singing a song <laughs> in soprano. Like, what is going on? And now I'm mad at the person. He's like, Rrr. I'm like, where your voice going? You all in the basement now. I, I was ready for him to hit these high notes. Like, how did you get there? Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so how long have you been... Um, how long have you been leading worship? I've been at the church for three years now. Okay. I just moved here last year, mm -hmm. but um, they were courting me for two years. It was fun. I enjoyed it. You know, just being able to go back to the oldies but goodies because they are just adamant about church choirs. Mm -hmm. You know, we done moved into worship phase in, in, in the 20th century, but now we're in the 21st century. Now we went straight mm -hmm. virtual. So we just church. Church right on just the church. Right, and right. Something. We ain't thinking about nothing professional. They want organ, drums, and give them a tambourine. They're going to go. And they're good. Right. And right. They're good. <laughs> so, so, at, so at Praise City, they have um, what, like the typical worship team, but then they also have like the choir? No, it's more traditional than that. So it's a learning curve for me. It's, okay. not, it's not the deacons and all of that. It's not that, but it's more of they have. They call them worship artists or, 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 okay. or house artists. So James Cleveland had a group. So his group, the remaining people from his group, are worship leaders at the church. So they come and they lead psalms and stuff like that. I come and direct and do my part okay. and they do their part. And we all we all got a part. Everybody play their part. And that's it. <laughs> so I'm over the choir. But if they need me to sing, then I'll sing. One of, my, one of the ladies at the church, she said, come here, come here. I said, yes, ma'am. And she was like, you just you just can sing your face off. I said, God bless you. She was like, yeah, you don't care about what nobody got going on. She's talking about <laughs> the other singers. I'm like, what you mean? She's like, you don't give a flip, flip, flip about anybody. Every time you hear somebody else sing, you sit there, you cross your legs like everything is wonderful. But <laughs> baby, when you get that bite, there's a whole nother story. Whole nother story. Whole nother story. I know that's it's funny. It's funny, guys. It's all love. That is funny. So Praise City is in what? Uh, Los Angeles? South L.A. So what we would call Southeast L.A. It used to be the mecca of where Blacks live, but now they've moved further into Compton. We're like five, ten minutes away from downtown, like right south okay. of downtown um, Los Angeles. All right, all right. So real quick, shameless plug for Praise City. Uh, if you're out there and you need a church home and you are in South L.A., is that what it is? is South what L.A. Mean? South L.A., come check out Praise City. Praise City, where the pastor, uh, uh, what did you say? He ordained uh, Cleveland, ordained James, James Cleveland. Cleveland. 
James Cleveland and my brother uh, Maurice Griffin is the minister of music. Come check yes. it out. Praise City. Bring your tambourine, by the way. Bring the tambourine. They want you to have one. I'm telling you, everybody, you be shocked. The whole choir got tambourines. The people oh in the seats God. got tambourines. I mean, they own. Don't touch it because it's mm -hmm. like it's like a homeless person in their cart. Don't do. Don't you touch their cart. Don't, don't you touch their tent. Right. But uh, but it'd be all fun. Like I, I love it. Like they love to worship God. They still we still walk down the aisle with with robes on. Don't talk about us. Ah! I saw your face. No, y'all don't. I saw your face. No, y'all don't. <laughs> we walk down the aisle with robes on. But I love it. You know what? This is a learning lesson. I was like, why don't we stay like this? And I said, you know what? The older people are teaching the younger. I don't know if they're doing a good job or a bad job, but they're trying to teach us younger people that we have to hold on to history because once it's gone, uh, the new people are not going to know. And if they try and do something that is not, you know, the norm of the country, uh, it can look a little different, you know, to people's eyesight yes. that do know about the culture and the history of America. And so with church culture, my pastor is an activist. He's a black activist. So mm -hmm. he's really big on black culture and really having us thrive. And so that's why I was just so blown away. Like he's really adamant about when we walk in, how we walk in, what we sing, very particular. Yeah. So for me, he's a real shepherd. He's a real father nice. to the house. That's good. That's good. That's good to have a really good covering that you can trust. You know what I mean? That you can trust. So you said that you've been singing since the age of five years old. So at what point, if this even happened, did you transition from singing to ministering? If that oh, my God. Okay. So I was just playing around. They asked me when I was five years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? I saw Michael Jackson, I saw Whitney Houston, mm -hmm. and I saw Darren Coley. And I was like, well, my uh -oh. family ain't going for nothing secular, so I got to keep it in the church. Mm -hmm. So when I saw Daryl, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do Daryl cool. And I like having, you know, I like singing. I like how people just fall out and carry on. Well, five, five I started singing. Then nine o'clock, nine o'clock, nine years old, I'm slow. N nine years old, that's when I started getting lessons on how to sing gospel music. Uh -huh. okay. I never knew how to sing gospel music. Mm -hmm. I was very classical trained type um, singer. Uh -huh. And so at nine, that's when I started learning how to do gospel. When I was at age 15, that's when I started my ministry, uh, my personal ministry outside of New Direction with Gray Boy Productions, all of them. I was with them at age 15, but at 2005, that's when I started my ministry. That's when I really became serious and I really saw how hard it is to get started and to get on your feet and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, when I was like in 2000 and 2005, that's when I started my ministry and that's when I really got serious, serious. And um, yeah. Wow. wow. So I did read that um, you were a part of New Direction, which was one of my favorite groups <laughs> back in the day. New Direction, but you were also a part of. Um, the Soul Children of Chicago, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was a so part of the Soul you, Children of Chicago. Were you in the choir when Lucretia sang? I was in the no? choir when Lucretia was an alumni, and she would always be hired to come back and sing all the time. Yes. I recall one time we were doing an event for a TV show. Mm -hmm. We were doing Feed the Homeless, and it was my big shot, my very first huge TV performance outside of all the other stuff I've done with them. And um, I just 
fell apart when they said Lucretia was going to sing a duet with mm-hmm. you. I was like, mm-hmm. I was, they was like, you going to sing um, um, whatever the song we were doing. And I was like, okay, great. Woo, woo, woo. Learned my part. And they was like, yeah, Lucretia's coming. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we start performing it for, you know, sound check, I lost all the words. I messed up. And so Walt Whitman said, uh, son, we just going to let Lucretia take it this time. You, you come back. We're going to let Christian take it. I was so crushed. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, oh. And Christian came to the back. She said, Maurice, don't worry. Things like this do happen. She mm-hmm. said, always be your best. She right. said, never feel like this is a competition. Because that's how I felt. I was like, I can't sing better than her. I can't sing as good as her. Right. You know, I'm a little boy. I'm still trying to figure it out. She got mm-hmm. her stuff. She know how to do it. I'm still trying to figure yeah. out how to pull my finger. You know, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was a joy. I enjoyed it. Appreciate she will forever be missed. I love Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just in case some of you are not familiar with the name, we are referring to the late, great Lucretia Campbell. Yes. Uh, Lucretia Campbell. Um, if you are familiar with, I, people always call it how excellent, but the actual title is perfect praise, right? Perfect praise. Right. So, Every time so, I say that, people would be like, what's that? What's uh, total praise? I'd be like, no, no. total praise is total praise. <laughs> Sing, so, so people can understand what song we're talking about. Sing just a little tank. Just a little tank. Oh, Lord, how excellent, how excellent, how excellent, how excellent. Lucretia Campbell, she will forever in our hearts. She really will. Sweet, one of the sweetest people. But she did not play. You hear me? She did not play. She did not play. One of the she get up people. there, she throw her hand up. Yes. <laughs> and she kills it. And then that opera, she switched from that gospel yes. to the opera. Yes. So that's what I know her for. I was like so blown away mm-hmm. how she can just give that gospel and then just climb into her operatic voice. Yes. They, they told me that that tears up your voice and you're not able to sing, but she's some kind of way she mastered her vocals. Mm-hmm. And and some yes. that was something that I looked up to, yes. her mastering yes. her vocals. She used to, she sang a couple tunes with uh, the Wilmington Chester Mass Choir way mm-hmm. back. Woo, child. I'm in her sight. Yes. That thing tears me up. Jesus. Yes, that song <laughs> will wear you out completely. Out. Out. You hear me? You hear me? Yes. Okay, so let's go here. So is leading worship your calling or is it simply a, a convenience, like kind of something you just know how to do? Oh, that's hard. Okay, so I can do, if I can answer it this way, I can go to sleep and be leading worship. Mm-hmm. Come on, lift your hands, give me a prayer. I, I've, I've gotten so um, relaxed and comfortable in my relationship loving God yes. that worship is like my lifestyle. So it's always in my conversation, whether I'm having too much fun, fun or no fun at all. God's going to be in there some kind of way because he's my light. 
and he's my fortress. So I always have to shine that light and show people Jesus because no matter where we are, pandemic or not, church or not, in the in in the airport or not, grocery store, you gotta shine your light. You gotta shine your yes. light. Nobody will never know Jesus unless you shine your light. You don't have to say his name, you just show love, mm-hmm. show mercy, and show grace to people. And that's what it's really all about. In my opinion, that's my little analogy. But yes, worship for me is like second second nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So 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 who are some of your musical influences? I know you mentioned Daryl in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Any other musical influences? So when I first learned how to sing, mm-hmm. uh, this is how it all started. My vocal coach, she was like, okay, sing something for me. I was like, okay, my contributors are these way loud on you. She's like, okay, oh, we got a lot of work to do. And I was like, you do? Because, <laughs> you know, all I've learned was classical. So I'm like, well, I thought that's what my teacher taught me. So she was like, listen to this, listen to this. So she would give me Daryl Coley. She would give me um, Kim Burrell. She would mm-hmm. give me Karen Clark. Mm-hmm. She would give me all the people that would do all the little runs and stuff. She's like, I think you can do that. So mm-hmm. now I sing it this way. My country tis of tea, sweet light of liberty mm-hmm. of the sea. So now I've learned and taken these um, vocal lessons, just learning how to do my scales up and down, stopping them. And she was like, you know what? Take that scale and just throw it into a run. And I was like, okay. So I started okay. doing that. And that's kind of how I got started doing what I'm doing now. But yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so, so Sunday Best, what's life been like for you since Sunday Best? So just so you, anyone's not familiar, Maurice was, you were a finalist on season two of Sunday Best, right? Sunday's Best. Sunday Best has been... Well, since Sunday Best, life has been ongoing, has been mm-hmm. fast-paced, uh, it has been progressive, it has been a very, a lot of lows, but a lot of good benefits yeah. through the lows. Uh, and I'll tell you this, I got a new song out now called Love, Peace, Happiness, mm-hmm. and that song is all energy, all love, all high happiness, everything is good yeah. in that song. It produces good vibes. I produced that out of hurt um relationship breakups mm-hmm. um not having what i thought i needed being lonely all the time it's mm-hmm. just it's horrible but to produce something out of pain it was just i was just thankful so yeah it's been it's been amazing that the lord would allow me to just walk through what i write yeah. and actually appreciate it so when i do step foot on the on the stage everybody mm-hmm. can't sing my story Right. You know, I sing my own story, and that's how I'm able to deliver it the way I do. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so did Sunday Best prepare you for a solo career, or did you kind of already know what to expect? Oh, Jesus. Did they prepare me for a solo career? They did in, a, in, a, in the best effort that they yeah. could. Okay. Um, it was so fast-paced. What, what they showed me was you can be great today and nobody tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're always looking for the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the industry doesn't thrive off of anointing. They thrive off of momentum. Okay. Uh, if you're gaining it, the traction fast enough. 
we're going to take it because that's what we, that's why you're here. Right. You know, so it's more so of that and in politics, of course. But um, I think that I didn't stay on the show long enough. I think they just looked at me like I was a little kid. I was 22. I still look 22. So I don't know what the difference <laughs> is. But anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So um, what inspires you or who inspires you? Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, my oh, life. That's right. Um, my family, mm-hmm. the people around me that don't have, the people around me that do have more, yeah. um, my pastor, uh, people, um, Jesus, the, the universe, everything about this, my existence, everything. It's mm-hmm. gas to my system to let me know I'm alive for a reason. Yes. If you're not operating, you're killing yourself. Yes. So get up, move, do something, be a part of the world, create something, be a part of history, demand something, gain something, mm-hmm. you know, take dominion over something, do something and let your your life be a purposeful living. And so, you know, all everything, you and I, us talking and then somebody hearing this or watching this being able to take heed and take this knowledge and yes. apply it to them. And then they take these principles and be great with them, with what they got going on. So right. that's my whole thing. Everything yeah. is, is pushing me into doing what I do. So, you know, God said, what you've done unto the least of these, you've done unto me. What's your uh, definition of praise and worship? What's your definition? My definition of praise and worship is intimacy. Mm. That's okay. it. It's just taking everything about music, which music to me is just uh, being vulnerable in the moment of of chords, uh, opening yourself up and being used to flow into a progression, you know, and making it match and feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling that you, you just really can't describe. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but I know for certain praise and worship is intimacy for me. Like I said, a second nature, um, you have to put God in it. It's something you give to him. It's mm-hmm. something you offer to him. When the wise, the three wise men came to Jesus, when he was born, they, offered him something mm-hmm. they didn't ask him for nothing they right. offered him something he may not have even known what it was he was just a baby mm-hmm. you know and so the fact that they came offering that's praise that's worship we're praising you for your existence we're giving you worship because of who you are and what you're going to become you may know or you may not know who you are but we're giving you glory because you're an yes. amazing person you're the god of another chance you have all power in your hands. I can't stop talking about him. That's praise and worship. It's not a song. It's a relationship. It's purposeful living, in my opinion. It's purposeful living. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so how important is music um, in a worship setting? How important is it in a worship setting? Culturally, music is the foundation of our coming together. Mm-hmm. It's like glue. Gorilla glue or something stronger than that. It's like so strong. It brings us together. We always say music is universal, but we don't really utilize that in the gospel arena as far as gospel music is concerned. We stay in our lane, but everybody else, they're free to go in and out of other people's genre because they understand that music, take the words out, music is what brings us together. It's the glue. And so um, I really, really feel that it's a very sensitive uh, needed position yes. in the church because it brings us together. Talking is cool, but everybody can't receive from everybody. They'll hear a sound. 
if it's pleasing to the ear, yes. then they'll receive the words. If you're in a church setting, it's needed because we have to what? Compel the people to Christ. Right. One way to do that is through singing, and that's all throughout the Bible. So right. it's scriptural. And I've always said that um, the music brings the people in the church, but the word keeps them there. Keeps them there. That's how you compel them. Compel them with the sound, uh-huh. and you lock them in. Mm-hmm. You lock them in with the Absolutely. word. Uh, what qualities should an effective uh, worship leader possess? What qualities do you think they should have? They should be able to show grace like God did, yes. to walk walk and operate or work in the place of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. I always say as a businessman, it's hard being the boss because you have people that are friends that become friends they become close um some that are just associates some people you don't like some people you do but you're not in business to be best friends you're in business to make money and so y'all come together and you have to make amends with so many people so many personalities Mm -hmm. there's no difference than in the church world you gotta have that same mindset some people are not gonna like what you have to say Mm -hmm. but you gotta say it because People's monies are in, in stake and people's hearts and souls are at stake. So when you're not just getting the money, but you're also getting the heart and the belief and the trust, you have to walk very lightly because it's not about you. It's never going to be about you in the church house. It's never going to be about you, what you got going on, what you got doing. You have to make sure you have a mindset of Christ. Really put on the whole armor of God and really tap into a presence where if you know something's lacking, it's like a, a marriage somebody's 10% down, you got to come with that extra 10%. If they 85% down, if you got a few more percent on your end, you, you're, the, you're, you're in charge. You have to be at your best. So I will always say live in discretion. That's another thing because, mm-hmm. you know, people are out there to ridicule you. This is a social media mm-hmm. world. People want to see you fall, not necessarily to talk about you per se. It's just going to happen. Right. But the fact that they want to see if you're going to fall, if you're going to be good, if you're going to be perfect, whatever it is, because they're trying to follow a procedure of how can I live? How can I make this thing happen? You are now a leader. You got to lead. Mm-hmm. You can't ask questions unless it's somebody that know more than you in that, in that right. way or prayer. You got to have a prayer life. You got to know Jesus. You got to know who you're singing about. Yes. You got to know the word of God. Do you need to know the word of God to work in a church in these days? No. Should you? Yes, absolutely. Because even in worship, in rehearsal, what I do with my ministry, sometimes they may not be able to apply it fast enough the way I teach because they're older. I have to bring it down to uh, kindergarten level and really give it to them in a way where they can really take it and attack it as if they were younger. Because yes. when you get older, it's a slower process. Right. So no cap on that, no shade on that. So I'm just saying, like, you have to have that mindset to just really know how to bring them together. And one thing I know for sure for an older generation is energy. They don't mm-hmm. have that much. So you got to know how to balance that stuff because, you know, there's going to come a time where you're going to lack. And if they've seen you do what you do, they're going to pick up the pieces yeah. And carry on the mantle. And that's what it's, this thing is all about growth, growing together. Right. So, yeah. Right. right. Wow. So, describe your strengths as a worship leader. My strength as a worship leader, I don't know. Oof, that's a heavy question. 
Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> I, okay, I'm a like I'm a like a light switch because I'm so funny and happy and goofy and cheerful. I could be like that until they say Maurice Griffin, and I just whoop, go into another. I turn my flash, turn my switch on. I'm somewhere mm-hmm. else. I'll go straight into the presence of God. I just tap in. I just be right there because the qualities have to be there. I, I stand at attention. I, I always look at. I, I envision. While I'm ministering, I, I envision God sitting, and all I see is his feet. I never see his whole appearance. Yeah. I just see his feet, the glory of his feet. And him, I hear him saying, sing unto me. Sing unto wow. me a new song. Mm-hmm. And every time I tell myself that, I get teary-eyed. I just feel like I'm pulling on his glory, feel like yeah. I'm pulling on his presence. And when I feel weak, he gives me everything that I need. Why? Because I read his word. I, I, I stay in the presence of him. I talk about him. I keep him in my conversation. If you have God in your conversation, there's no reason why you can't think about something good to say about him. Mm-hmm. Ad living should be an A plus for you. You know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, even if you don't really know, but just to think about what he's done for you, praise and worship should be an easy fix, whether you can sing or not. But a skillful singer, such as I, being able to be trained, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I was trained classically in gospel. I, I know both backgrounds, so I incorporate my classical within my gospel. Mm-hmm. Then I can bring my gospel into just strict traditional gospel, or mm-hmm. I can c- encourage it and go to a contemporary sound. So I try and go different areas to kind of be sensitive to the atmosphere because at the end of the day, it's the people that we're ministering to as well. So we want to make sure, I don't care how good you sing. If they say sing Kumbaya, open your mouth and sing Kumbaya. Right. That's going to bless them. Bless them with what they ask. <laughs> they just be okay with it. But, you know, I think that um, the way I do what I do, I just be very sensitive to the presence of God. He may lead me to just be do acapella, worship. We just don't sing. Just mm-hmm. open your mouth and just worship the Lord. Sometimes we go into another dimension and people fall at the feet, at the footsteps of the stairs of the stage as if it's the presence of God. Yes. We just fall out. However it should be, that's the grace of yes. what I do with praise and worship. If it's not doing what it should do as it pertains to being about God, I take that initiative to say, okay, let me put it back where it needs to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to be very sensitive. And uh, I think my characteristic is very uh, seasoned uh, mm-hmm. in that whole aspect. So, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. So here's another loaded question. Do you think there's something miss, uh, missing uh, in our worship leaders today? I think we're missing authenticity. I think mm-hmm. we're missing creativity. We've been so scared to be creative. Mm-hmm. We've been dumbed down. So now that we've gotten older, we're teaching everybody else to be dumbed down. So you see the guys, I sing high, but I was scared to sing high because everybody talked about me in school. But my mom, she told me a different way. So glad I listened to her because I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. I would have gave up singing. Yeah. But, you know, just having that, you know, whole moment of being taught, training up a child the way you should go so when you get older, he won't depart. She didn't dumb me down. She didn't say, oh, just sing like this real stiff and don't have any movement. You know, she told me to embrace God, learn of him. And when you learn of him, you'll sing of him a little bit easier because you know who you're talking about. Right. You know who you're singing about. 
being real, being authenticity. I think that authenticity is very, very sensitive in the church because now that we're in a pandemic, Jesus, the truth is on. Who will survive? You know, you're singing in front of a camera. Are you going to put an act on or are you going to put on the presence of God? Are you going to give us Jesus? Are we going to feel you or are we going to get a show? Are we going to always get a show? Because it's okay to be entertained. But are you going to ever give us Jesus? Are you going to sing and scream, do all these runs all day? Or are you going to give us a little purity so that we can hear the, 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 the quality of your tone so we can hear it? Because it's the tone. That's the sound that really pierces the heart. It's the tone of your right. voice that really takes hold of people's hearts and compels them to go somewhere with you. And so, you know, there's so many variations with this as worship leaders, but mm-hmm. being really good in your craft is, is, is unheard of almost. And so my goal as a mentor, because I didn't have that, is to be that example yes. to those that need to see how to do what to do, if you really believe what I'm doing is true. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I always give God my best, give God my all. And, um, you know, I just hope that I'm compelling people over because I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it's just a way of things. You know, we've been in church long enough to know what's right, what's wrong, what feels right. good, what feels natural, what makes sense, what don't make sense. We know our rights from wrong at our age, but yes, I think authenticity is what's missing mostly in the church um, world. And, and, and that actually leads me to my next question. Do you feel um, uh, this pandemic um, has affected our worship life in some way? I'll tell you this. I'll answer your question first. Yes. Mm-hmm. It challenged me like no preacher could. <laughs> it challenged me to want to figure out if I still wanted to devote myself to Christ. Oh, oh okay. It challenged me to rededicate myself to Christ. Mm. I had to put myself back in alignment with the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, whatever I'm doing wrong, fix it. Yes. If you're taking us tomorrow or before I blink my next, my, the next time I blink my eye, God, forgive me. I had to go into a place of solitary. And that's what I feel like God put us all in, into our own confinement of a prison. I'm imprisoning imprisoning you so that I can see if you really for me or not. Mm. Do you have a heart for me or not? Will you worship me or not? Mm. You know, come what may. Will you serve me or not? These are the times of judgment without being judged. This is our decision. This is our biggest decision our biggest test to pass is to figure out do we really love them yes we're finding out now whether we care to tell each other or not that we love god we don't have to tell god god knows and we're seeing it right before our eyes and um and so yes it did definitely um give me an insight a wake-up call Mm -hmm. and it it made me excited because it gave me the ammunition to be able to lead. I've been doing social media promotions for a very long time. And people thought it was crazy. Thought I was too thirsty. Oh, let God do it. Wait on him. And I was like, well, you know, this is all I got. Right. And so when the pandemic started, it was almost easy peasy for me because I kind of knew everything, how to work everything. And everybody's scrambling. Well, Maurice, call Maurice. Call Maurice. I'm glad we all wasn't calling me before. <laughs> right. But yes, I'm telling you, it was a wake up call. I think for everybody. 
Wow. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. Uh, talk about your latest, uh, your latest uh, project, Love, Peace, Happiness. Love, Peace, Happiness. Oh, it's good. I yes love peace happiness i wanted to bring stevie back not saying he gone stevie mixed with james right. brown al green prince a little kimberrell a little um who else i had in there um i forgot the other guy that they were talking about but it was so many people that i just put into this uh, combustion of a song and I yeah. wanted to share with the world something that can never go old. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create a non-aging song that would be dedicated to the world because I think, like I said, music is universal. So if me as a gospel artist have to find out a way how to grab people's attention and draw them to God, once again, we go back to music. I had to give them a non-aging song for the world. So Motown's is Motown, Motown, Motown is the sound of non-aging music. When you hear them horns, you hear that rhythm that says go left and right, don't go nowhere else. It's still right. You don't go nowhere else. You stay right there. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. And uh, it's just the whole energy. It's like people coming together in your minds. Uh, it's a gathering of your hearts. It's a retreat mentally. I think that self-care is what really hit us hard. We were so busy trying to do everything for somebody else without the pandemic, but the pandemic showed us we need to take care of ourselves the yes. most. Yes. And self-care is what we were missing. That's why depression and, and drugs and addiction and sex and uh, craziness and uh, disappointments and, you know, just so much is going on because the riots and all this stuff, because we missed out what the main ingredient of this purpose was, self-care. Mm -hmm. We're putting out music that says everything going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Pandemic, Corona can't keep me down. Not saying those songs are bad. What I'm sharing is this. We need a world song, not just for gospel. Yes. If we want to reach the world, we've got to reach the world. I think love, peace, happiness is that vaccination of hope for humanity. Yes. That people can just think about it and just be like, you know what? It ain't that bad after all. Yeah. I did get blessed financially. Or I did get a new job. Or I did, did learn a new trait. I still got my health. I still got my family. So-and-so died, but... I still have a chance to get it right. right. God still got me here for a reason. Think about those things. God said, think on things above. He said, yes. you never know. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Mm -hmm. My ways are bigger than, are different than your ways. Right. Never amount and try and figure out life as it is, what it is. God has it all in control. Just continue to operate in love, peace, happiness. And that's what that song really exudes. It exudes a mental state of self-care. And I think that's what the world needs. Wonderful, wonderful. So what's your life's purpose? My life purpose is to be an example. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing else. I talked to um, the Clark sisters when I first started my break. Um, and that's when I really first knew what fans looked like. I mean, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I, I never knew people, you know, people would like haul the area. Can't even get out of the hallway. Cause I mean, they really adore the Clarkson. So when I met them, 
I sang for uh, Dorinda Clark Singers and Musicians Conference, and I won that Best Male Vocalist of the Year. They run me to the back, and they start just ripping me apart. Don't do this. Don't do that. Do not just guard your anointing. Da, 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 you're going to be with us. Don't do this. People going to do that. People going to do this. And everything they said is happening. I was so confused. I was like, oh, it's too much for me. But um, yeah, so I, it was just, it was, she was just, I was like, how do you guys operate knowing that your mother was a living legend and you guys are now the legends mm-hmm. walking in her shoes? Right. And Jackie said to me, she said, um, you know, it's an amazing feeling to uh, do what we do, but she said, it's how you do it that makes the difference. And so what I would say is it's how you do things that make the difference. Um, uh, you know, to be the example is a hard thing to do. Uh, it's a lonely road to walk. Everybody mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Right. People will have sex tapes to be famous. Mm-hmm. People will uh, go off and, 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 and do things that they don't need to be doing necessarily to try and, and, and walk in a light of greatness or try and be something or be validated. I know we were uh, stigmatized. We, we had the stigma of we're depreciated. We're not as smart as the others, but we don't have to operate in that lane. We don't have to operate in that lane. And so what she taught me was a different way, a different approach. And, um, and that's living to be an example. If God can see you be an example, she said, pass the test. Pass the test. If you pass the test, you're being the example. If you mess up, God said, he's married to the backslider. He said he will pick you up and forgive you seven times. Seven. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, you're going to fall. That's guaranteed, but still be an example. So that's my Be an example. Be an example. What's in your ear? What are you listening to these days? Oh, what I'm listening to is what a friend by Chandler Moore. We have in Jesus all our sins, all our sins, and griefs to bear. What a friend, knowledge to carry everything to God in prayer, everything to God in prayer. That's my song right now. That's been on my heart. I've been singing that, and I love it. It's a hymn, but it's commercialized for a, a body of younger people mm-hmm. and it just brings us together it's a beautiful thing yes 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 any final words you'd like to share to our listeners i want to let the people know to trust in jesus yes i don't know what else to say trust in god when i tell you jesus christ you about to take me in somewhere i'm about to go somewhere else go lord keep me lord have mercy mm-hmm. i can just give god praise god Mm-hmm. Trust in Jesus. Yes, yes. I cannot afford not to trust in him. We always say we don't have enough money, or we don't have enough food, or we don't have enough uh, support. Trust in Jesus. When he says count it up, count it all joy, mm-hmm. count up the cost, count it all joy. Everything that you thought you needed at that point in time and it didn't yes. hit you, count it all joy. Trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Things are going to work out for you if you trust yes. in God. Keep your mind on him at all times. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he's going to direct your yes, path. Sir. Trust yes, in Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to keep it together because I just feel his presence. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this is me. <laughs> I love God. Ooh, um. 
Can you sing a few lines? I know you've already sang a few different times. I know, I know. I'll I'll just ahead, one last it? time, can you sing a few lines of your one of your favorite songs? Because I know you I want it. to be more like you. It's off my Believer album. Each and every day. I want the peace of mind. While I run this race, I want to be in your will. In your will, in your will. I want to be more. Like you, more like you. More I want to like be you. more like you. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and you said that's off your believer album. Off my believer album. Uh huh. Believer EP, the, the the EP project. Yep. More like you. I just want to be yes. more like God. You know yes. what? I I, yes. I got to say this. I got to get off my chest because God, He's just in the room. So I'm gonna let Him have His way. Yes. yes. I just really believe that. If we just continue to just, I, I just keep going back to this trust, there is something that's about to happen for all of us if we didn't give up. Mm -hmm. I just feel it in the spirit. Something is about to break. Who's ever listening? If you are hard and heavy load, if you have a heavy heart, somebody's been passed or somebody's sick or you're going through underlying issues or you're scared about this vaccination. The devil is a liar. I cast it out right now. God did not give us the spirit of fear. Whoever told you you had to keep it or save it or put it up for a rainy day. The devil is a liar. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and sound mind. And so I want to tell somebody out there, I don't know who this is for, but I'm sure you're going to reach out to me when you get this. Trust in God. You may have heard me say that earlier in this broadcast, but I want you to know that you need to hear it one more time. God is speaking to you right now. Trust in Jesus. Nobody else, not yourself. Don't look up. Don't look down. Don't look all around. Don't look at your hand. Don't spit at yourself. Don't spit at nobody else. Don't laugh no more. Trust in Jesus. Yes, because he is going to give you the desires of your heart. Yes, he said, be not weary. Thanks be mm -hmm. unto God. Mm -hmm. In well-doing for in due season, you got to understand when the due comes. God knows when. Yes. We know it's in the due. So as we're preparing for the do, whether we're going through it, whether we're about to walk into something that's going to be heavy, trust in God. He said the race is not given. Don't think that it's going to be fast, going to be quick. Trust in Jesus and go through the process. This pandemic is for a reason. Glory to God. This pandemic is for a reason. And for everybody that's a part of it and that's becoming something, it's his will. Trust in Jesus. Yes. I just had to keep saying that. Ooh, I had to say thank you, time. Jesus. Thank you for your encouraging words. Mm. And oh, on that God. note, mm. thank you, Jesus. Always remember. That's my last song. No, I have three closings. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Always remember. 
Jesus, oh, Jesus, always keep him on your mind. And on that note, before I start crying a river, <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so Bless much. You. I love you. I love Thank you, you. Thank you for this platform. I yes. think what you're doing is great. I think where God has you is in a great place, a great space. Thank and, you. Um, you know, it's, whether it's for you, whether it's for me, I just know that God has something huge in store for us. And if we just Absolutely. stick to the plow, we just keep wading yes. in the water. Glory be to God. I really believe God has something huge for us. Yes. And it's yes. going to be bigger than love, peace, happiness. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we got to stay the course. Just stay yes, the course. Sir. If we could just stay the course. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Jesus. Well, Maurice, oh my gosh. I don't even want this to end, but... <laughs> <laughs> much for being a part of the I Worship and Praise podcast. Everyone, this is Maurice Griffin. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Twitter. All of his music is on all of the, you know, uh, digital outlets. Um, at what? Apple, uh, Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon, YouTube, Spotify, Maurice Griffin, his latest project, Love, Peace, Happiness. Thank you, my brother, my friend. I love you you so much. And um, thank you so much for being a part of this show. I'm happy to be a part. Love you. you. Love you too. I want to thank everyone for your continued support and for tuning in to the I Worship and Praise podcast. Again, I am your host, Jennifer Robinson. Please follow I Worship and Praise on Instagram and Facebook. Be on the lookout for iWorshipandPraise.com, our very own home, coming soon. Stay tuned for some great things happening for the I Worship and Praise podcast in 2021. Just stay with me. (laughs) Just stay with me. If the I Worship and Praise podcast has blessed you, please feel free to sow a seed through Cash App at dollar sign I Worship and Praise or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash I worship and praise. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, worship and praise. It's what's in you. Bless up, y'all.